pull a card for the beginning of the tarot podcast. Ah, la, la, la. What did we oh, get? Oh, nine of pentacles. That's much better than the That's ten of swords better. that you just I pulled. I pulled the ten of swords and I put it back in. I was like, let's not start with that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. I thought I just did dropped it? this card. In. <gasps> it's the ten of swords. The ten of swords again? Or is it really? Was it? It's the seven. Okay, it but looks just like, like the close. ten. I thought I had dropped it into my tea for a second. <laughs> I was like, who needs you? Anyways, speaking of which, welcome back to our podcast, and today is a special, special podcast that Skylar and I are really excited to film because um, my grandma came up with mystery questions for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I go to my grandma's house every Tuesday, and I asked her to just write down some questions for us for the podcast, and I have not read them. I was a very good girl. Did she have fun I wanted, writing them? Like, yeah, what, what she was her did. process for... Well, I asked her to come up with a few questions. I was like, can you maybe come up with a few questions for us for the podcast? And then I was like, well, maybe if you write them down. Yeah, she's like, hurry, hurry, get me a pen and paper. I already have like three questions. Oh, damn. And I was like, oh, it's going to okay. be good. It's like that, Grandma, right? She's like, I have them. I, I don't want to forget them. So then, um, yeah, so she just wrote them all down. And then she gave me an example afterwards. She's like... The questions are all about tarot. They're mm -hmm. all tarot related and they're similar to and then she gave me like an example. I can't remember what the example was, but I remember the question that she asked I was like, "Oh, we could uh -oh, have a yeah. whole podcast on <laughs> just that question." I wonder if they're going to so, be really hard. I don't maybe. They might be. I mean, I don't know. My she grandma She played us for fools. We're going to seem like <laughs> <For> idiots. Fools. <laughs> um, so we're both drinking tea. Uh, mm -hmm. I have my favorite tea, which is the Stashes Breakfast in Paris. It's just like a generic brand, but it's so good. What are you drinking, Skylar? I've got <laughs> organic, of course. Um, oh my god, organic, bougie! I know it was three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lavender chamomile. Because after we film this podcast, I'm going we straight to sleep. Douchey. <laughs> the lavender chamomile, like I might, like what, it, like halfway through this podcast, she's gonna like find me unconscious. Yeah. So what tarot deck are you using today, in case we need them? I don't mean I don't know if we'll be know able to we'll like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using the Sun and Moon Terra by Vanessa Decor. Ooh, you never use that. Never, but never. it was... Never. Uh, well, I couldn't open my drawer. Well, <laughs> like, my TV is sitting on this cheap plastic thing I bought at Meijer. Yeah. And, like, I can't open or close any of these drawers. So I was trying to rearrange them, and then this one just kind of... Fell out? Fell out. Ooh, and I, I literally can't get it back like, in. like, excuse me. I can't get the deck back in, so now I'm using it. I am using the uh, Wonderland Tarot in the tin edition. The one, yeah, the Wonderland Tarot. I absolutely love this deck. Um, I don't. I want to hold it while you talk about it because I've never seen. Okay, it. <laughs> that sounded weird. I want to um, hold it. I want to hold it while you talk about it. Um, I really, really like the size of mini tin editions. They just fit well in like my little purse. They don't take a lot of take up a lot of room. I like that the tin is like really sturdy and I feel like they're just a cute size for me to shuffle up. Um, but I really, really like the old school illustration style of this mm -hmm. deck. And when I read with it, my messages always come through with parts of the story or the movies. Really? So like I'll think of a part of the movie and I don't do it on purpose. It's just I've noticed that when I read with that deck, my, my, my language is interpreting through the actual mm -hmm. story, which is really, really cool. Um, and then I was gifted the, what is it, the Tarot, the Wonderland, Tarot, I don't know, Wonderland and Tarot, or Tarot in Wonderland. There's another one that came out, and um, I have a similar kind of way of reading with that one, too, just because I'm so close to the story of Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, this tin edition is like... So cute. It's right up my alley. But anyways... You know um, Mama loves some pepper. Yeah. And as right. soon as I saw that peppercorn, I was like, oh yeah. More pepper! Okay. So, let's start with... I don't... I literally don't know what these are. Oh! Okay. Oh, I can so already tell. So I guess we're, we're jumping straight good. into it. Okay. So I just want to say, too, that my grandpa, my papa, used to work for um, NBD Bank. Um, which is now basically known as Chase, sort of. Um, and th this was, she wrote these questions, I, which I will keep forever now. I'm going to probably put them in my book of shadows. But um, she wrote them on an NBD notepad, which, like, basically no longer exists. Mm -hmm. And this, th this paper, these notepads, we had 
all over the fucking place when I was really? growing up. Yeah, everything was written on these notepads. And the fact that she still has them is shocking to me because that's all she uses to write on. That's so First funny. of all, my grandpa's been passed away for like nine years. And then he even, he, it was nine years before that when he retired from the bank. So for them to have had that many Enough. years of notepads is ridiculous to me. That's going to be me. Yeah, but anyways, just like the paper she wrote it on That's alone. me with Hampton Inn pins. Uh, oh, yep. Okay. Every orifice, I everywhere I look, there's a Hampton Inn pin. It triggers me. Oh, really? I can't throw them away fast enough. Those are like the... Are they... Like the hotel pins? Yeah, they're like this color? Or no? Is that me? Some of them yeah. are. Oh, okay. Anyways, question number one. What are three words you think of... When you see the... Oh, no. Wait, I, re I can recursive. Do you want me to read it for you? Yeah, what does that say? H-E-N? Oh, shit. I think she was trying to spell hierophant. What are three words you think of when you see the... I think she's trying to say hierophant, because we were talking about the hierophant. I, you know what? I love that. Hierophant. I do. I really think she was, she was trying to say that. Okay, hierophant. um, I'll go first. Three words you think of when you see the Hierophant. Tradition. Uh-huh. Teacher. Establishment. Oh. Um, I see tradition. I see religion. Uh, and I see mentor more than teacher mentor more than teacher yeah you want to delete teacher then from your answer and then pick another word no i said tradition did you say tradition tradition mentor and religion religion i'm trying to think i think there might be another word but those are good ones those are good ones what did i say <laughs> you know what's funny is i find a lot of the times my messages coming through the hierophant are, are of untrustworthiness really yeah so my um when i was outside with phoebe today living my best life <laughs> um, okay <laughs> you know that spread i invented today i didn't get to see it <sighs> okay some friends sorry um, <laughs> fake fan the like the main focus of the spread was the hierophant oh okay and I was thinking about, like, my relationship with it and all yeah. that. You know, all that good stuff. And my relationship with the Hierophant used to be, like, I feel like a lot of people in our community are like, I don't know, I hate the Hierophant, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just a lot of thoughts <laughs> about the Hierophant. Yeah, that's exactly how they say it. Oh, okay. And uh, I've never really felt that way. I've always felt like... Yeah, but you're a trusting person. It's like the teacher <laughs> or... Um, it's trusting my own acts, like, trusting books and trusting... Ooh! that's a good one interesting books. books for whatever reason i can podcasts and teachers that we choose you know like podcasts or basically like secondary absorption of information yeah and like my focus on it today was reverse hierophant and i was thinking about what that means i can't remember what i thought yeah. about but it was really good it was just relearn like, should we check out your instagram post no i didn't write about that, that oh. aspect of it oh okay don't check out his don't Instagram. check out my Instagram post it's awful <laughs> it was it was just about like re relearning my relationship with academic sources and relearning my relationship with the way that I take in information you know that pagan book I bought and I yeah. told you about yeah that's never something I would ever buy because it's very woo woo and really? very like you know it's it's almost like Wicca 101 yeah. right and that's yeah. not really like what we do yeah you know not that there's anything wrong not with that Wicca anything... at all. Oh, but it's, that, that it's just need much... that even be said. It's yeah, just but not... at the same time, it's just far away from where you like to focus more coming yeah. from like a Buddhist type perspective yeah. on things. So like it was like literally straight up like witchcraft and yeah. stuff, and it was just and it was which like I'm totally it was, it was down, fun down. to take in that paradigm, and yeah. I was like, oh, there's actually a lot to learn here about my own yeah. practice and. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being critical of what I'm reading and being critical of the teacher, just like really taking what I can get. Shocked. Virgo. I know. Virgo. Critical? I know. I was like, wait. Yeah, right. What if I wasn't critical? <laughs> yeah. So, Can't yeah. relate. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your relationship with the Hierophant right now? Right now, I feel very. I'm going to talk about my therapist again. Oh. I know. 
But honestly, that's like the first thing that comes to mind is that um, total as as like a a spiritual counselor or um, as like a teacher or a mentor. I mean, if if I could try to describe my perfect envision like vision of what a good hierophant in real life would be, it's literally my therapist. I mean. He's mm-hmm. a great teacher. He's a great listener. He has very good mentor. Like, I just have never met someone that I felt was perfect in that sort of hierophant. He's more of like pros, you know how in some decks it's like the shaman. Yeah, you would pick you. I, th- I, I mean, this man like that. really is pretty much a shaman. Mm-hmm. So and a really great one. So yeah, but I think before I knew him or met him, I definitely have a hard relationship with the hierophant in my personal interactions because I just don't, I didn't really have that many type of arch, archetype in mm-hmm. my life that I could relate that to. But even if it wasn't as like a person and it was just like in general, I mean, I used to love my teachers, but not, I never had many teachers that I felt like were really, really smart. And maybe that's, like, a thing within myself where I was always like, I know more than the teacher, you know, which is totally yeah. possible, but I always... <laughs> Not in third I, grade. <laughs> I, well, you know, there, you know when you just, like, even when you're in elementary school when you have teachers and we'll you're like, I bullshit. love, yeah, like, I love this teacher, but I also know that she's actually not that smart. Oh, my Have goodness. you ever had a teacher like that? Like, yeah, I had multiple. In fifth grade. Yeah. We had a teacher. Don't say her name or his name. Um, I won't say her name. Okay. But, like... She was like, she literally had like a, an angelic name, oh, right? And okay. was like a hardcore Christian yeah. and like was just clearly very religious. But in class, she'd be like, shut the no. hell up. And one day in front of the class, she leaned over and she had like a beaded, oh, like, no. like black spiky thong on. <gasps> like something real weird. And- <laughs> Something real weird and kinky. Oh my god! I remember we were. You know, elementary school. Like you know, you would laugh. We were all stunned into silence. (laughs) That's how you know shit has gone down. Is when you stun children into silence. Oh my god. So I I don't know why I told that story. No, that's hilarious. But you telling that, I was like, wait a minute. I'm just like, I don't know. And like, there's there's family members and stuff who I know are like so smart and I like look up to them and like they're so wise but I wouldn't consider them like a hierophant type Mm -hmm. of energy in my life more so like you know some sort of other teacher role but the hierophant yeah I don't know I just never felt very connected to it in my own life but I could see other people's connections to it Mm -hmm. um so yeah okay let's move on or we'll just literally talk about it all the time um the death card, the death of what? <laughs> I know. Oh my god. My grandma loves talking about the other ideas around the death card because, and you have to think about like. Can I see I, her writing and like feel what she meant by her handwriting? Like she put like death of blank. Death card, exclamation point, death of blank, question mark. What's so the first thing that like pops a, into mind? Death of me. Oh, really? Death of ego. Yeah. I mean, that's how my grandma loves to talk about it. But I think, and you have to keep in mind, too, when she started reading cards and started her business in, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's different. Well, she was reading cards before that. But, like, when she started her business in the 70s, people, like, when the death card would come up, even now, and I think about it back then, which is not, it's not that long ago, but as far as, like, where tarots come mm-hmm. in a consciousness of people... I mean, every single time the death card would come up, my grandma would have to explain, you know, whereas... Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of do that now, but it would be even more extreme then. People nowadays, like like in a Halsey music video, you see tarot cards now. Exactly. So when I'm at that, when I used to work at the hotel and I would give people readings and the death card would come up. Yeah. People were like, I'm assuming that doesn't mean death, but they were like, they were intuitive about it. They were like... This doesn't look good, but I'm assuming right. it doesn't mean I'm going to die. And I was like, wow, you're so wow. smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The death of... I think basically her question around that is for us to talk about the concept of death and how it doesn't always have to mean death, but mm-hmm. sometimes it does mean literal <gasps> death. Where do we go after you die? 
<laughs> I was going to tell a story about oh. um, the one time in my reading where I've told this on a YouTube video, but it's been a while, so maybe mm-hmm. people listening probably haven't heard. Um, so basically, the death card is not just death. It's about the, the, the letting go or the loss of something. It could be ourselves. It could be our ego, like Skylar said. It could be just a transformation. Um, what did Melissa know? No, Minovas Wait, some Sonova. Death means change. Death means change. Death means change. Okay, so um, I was doing this reading, and I was doing a group reading. Um, Basically, it wasn't like multiple people. It was like back to back to back to back to back. I was doing a reading um, at like a women's card group, right? So they were like playing cards, and then like I did like 15 readings back to back to back. But I was taking, like, a couple minute breaks in between. And some... I would come out and say, okay, who wants to go next? And, like, there was a couple women that chose not to do it, and that was fine. Um, But then it came time for the mother-in-law to go in. And I, like, knew these people. And I was very nervous to read for this woman. I was surprised that she even wanted a reading in the first place. So I was trying really hard to just be open so that mm. she would be open. Um, but I was like, oh my God, please don't get the fucking death card. Yeah. Like, cause the, and I was using the, um, I was using, oh my God, I just blanked on what the You're deck was. using the Nicoletta? No, I was using, it has the green back and it has animals. Wildwood tarot? Is that what it is? The Wildwood Tarot? Yeah, it has animals like otters and stuff and fish for the... Yeah, for the knights and stuff. So anyways, the death card in that is not cute. And I was like, please don't pull the death card. Please don't pull the death card. And as I'm shuffling, I don't even realize that I'm like saying that in my head. Please don't pull the death card. Please don't pull the death card. And it literally flies out of the deck. Of course it does. That's how that shit works. (laughs) And I like... (laughs) And I pick it up. I was like, oh... Let me just put this one over here. We'll come back to it, right? Which I never do. I'm yeah. always like, if it flies out, that's what we're starting with. I don't know why I was reading so cautioned with her. So You, you picked up on something and you did what you needed to do. So. I mean, I think that was my own blocking. But so I was reading for her and I kept getting things like, why aren't you sleeping? You know, I'm feeling like you have anxiety, but like what's there's some restlessness here is there anything like that you think that it could be surrounding and she wasn't like giving me very much and we kept kind of going around in circles i was trying to help her and and then finally um i was like well let's just take a look at this card i'm thinking oh my god she has fears of dying and i'm gonna literally like she's restless because she's a widow and she's like getting old in age and she's like thinking that this is why Death she is can't coming. sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if she's ready to talk to me about this. So I'm like, well, let's look at this other card. And I pull it up. I was like, so this is the death card. This talks about not just death in a literal sense. She goes, oh, well, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. So it's like, it doesn't have to be that, but it's like transformation and all this. So how do you connect to this card with the rest of what I've said? She goes, well, my dead husband won't leave me alone at night when I'm trying to sleep. Is there anything I can do? And I was like... <laughs> Oh my god, that is the last thing I thought this woman would say. And she it was, was like almost, listening to what you had to say first. Yeah, but I think that she was just fed up with me beating around the bush. And she finally was like, the ghost of my husband won't leave me alone at night when I'm trying to sleep. What was he doing? I don't remember, but I just remember being like In shock. shook. And never, ever, ever again have I like tried to like pussyfoot around the cards when they came out Mm -hmm. because that's literally what she wanted me to bring up she wanted me to validate that she was having those experiences and that they were true which she knew but she wanted me to say it through the cards um but i just babied it you know um anyways that's my favorite death card story sorry it was so long but okay i I don't have a death card story like that and you answer my question where do we go when we die i don't that's a we can have the next podcast about that. I don't know. I just okay. feel like that's a big... We're only on question two. Oh. If you like... If you want to hear... Send us a voice memo Someone. thing. Anyone out there? Hello? hello? Imogen? <laughs> I love that we mentioned Imogen's name at least once. It doesn't feel like we actually did the podcast if we don't. Yeah. All right. Number three. What is the Daughter of Swords always talking about? 
So she uses the page yeah, it's the page of swords. She uses her mother piece tarot. So the mother piece tarot is the daughter for the page. Okay, this is how I envision envision envision. Okay, suddenly I'm Miranda sings. <laughs> I have a question. Um, so I always envision right off the bat, unless there's no other cards around it or anything, the page of swords is that kid in class or like that person that's like, why? 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 Really? Yeah. Uh, um, or like, what's that? What are you doing with it? Where's it going? Well, well, now what are you doing with it? Why would you do that? Like, very curious, very, like a lot of questions. Um, and if they're not asking questions, they think they have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But like in a very like naive childlike way. Because guess who that was? Me. Oh, no. (laughs) Me, Now she's the queen. Me, bitch. (laughs) So I feel like she isn't as much always talking about something as she is asking a billion fucking questions. What do you think? I think also asking questions. But the question instead of why, why, the way that it relates to me is, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Oh, so yours isn't like a anxiety way mine's like an anxious sword girl oh yeah she's got a libra moon yeah she's got a libra moon <laughs> she's like oh my god i'm doing this right i'm doing this right and then also on top of that even though she has no idea what she's doing she like talks so much mad shit about everyone else for sure <laughs> she's like i know i don't know what i'm doing but susan doesn't know what she's doing my worse than me oh my sure. god i just had a weird flashback to being in kindergarten yeah and trying to coordinate how this girl and this guy, I can't remember their names, so I won't say them, were going to have their first kiss, <gasps> right? So we, I had, like, I had, like, rallied up, like, three or four girls like around. A gang? Well, <laughs> I had this whiteboard and a pointer, and I was pretending to be a teacher, and I had wrote out, like, the plan, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, two, two boys or something. It was, like, you know, a little gangle of us. You could say a gang. And, and I remember just being, like, all right. You're going to go over here. You're going to talk to him here. And guess what? Now we're going to go uh, over here. And does anybody have any questions? <laughs> and we, like, tried to, like, basically ever, like, face rape this guy. Oh, my God. And we were in kindergarten. I didn't know. Like, I was just yeah. like, if this is what you want, this is what will make it happen. Which is more so, like, Page of Wands than anything. But um, I just had a weird flashback when we were talking about that to this. And... That's he was terrified and like probably almost cried and then I like scattered what would the page and pretend. Of swords have said in that situation? <laughs> Not I'm sorry. Yeah, she would have been like, "Why are you guys I, doing that?" She would that? have manipulated her way into making it seem like it wasn't her fault, like it wasn't her idea. She would have. Oh, she would have probably been like, "Well, she wanted me to figure out a way, and I was just trying to help her. I didn't really think it was bad. I just wanted yeah. to do like she would have manipulated her way into not being the bad bad person, so she didn't have to get like detention or something." Absolutely. But you don't even get detention in kindergarten. I am amped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you didn't get detention in kindergarten. Okay. Wow. Privilege. <laughs> Oh, my God. You didn't go to hardcore kindergarten. Although I do also remember there was this bully that I had in kindergarten because I had a Barney hard shell lunchbox. And, like, by kindergarten, like, if you were still into Barney, you were, like, an outcast? loser. Yeah. How can you be a loser in kindergarten? You're five. <laughs> I got bullied a lot in kindergarten. There was this girl that literally used to push me around, and we would wait in line for our parents to come and pick us up with our backpacks and lunch ba- lunchboxes. And I would have to, like, try and hide it so she wouldn't make fun of me. But then I remember walking past her one day and she had this big ass scab on her knee and she was picking it off. It started bleeding. She started screaming after she picked it. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> that's what you get. God, oh my God. I Maybe have, Michigan kids just develop faster. In Texas in kindergarten, very, my classmates were still shitting their pants. Real, well, like yeah, we did that boogers. too. Yeah, we did that too. I just have very vivid memories from my childhood. Oh my God. I do remember them making fun of this one girl. That was me. <laughs> there was this one girl, and uh, she had a really common um, name. Samantha. <laughs> no, it was like a common Middle Eastern name. It was like Fati- Fatima. Yeah, Fatima yeah. or something. Okay. Everyone would call her Fatty. Oh. Even though she wasn't that's even sad. like she was just she was she was five. Yeah. You know? How big can you be, right? Yeah. And I um and I think about her still to this day. Oh, you're so sweet. I wonder what her last name is. I wonder if I can find her on Facebook. Okay, next question. 
And let me just skip around to see what... Oh, she only wrote seven songs. Seven. Because the next one's kind of close. Oh. She put, High Priestess is open and receptive for blank. Dick. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, uh, that was just the first word that came out. Oh, okay. Um, That's <laughs> Do you think this is cool to drink now? This tea is like piping hot. Yeah, so. it's piping. Piping hot. What is the high priestess open to? How are you drinking that? It's good. <laughs> this room is already a million degrees. I know. Like, I can, you know, I, guys, if, if we have a single male listener, which is doubtful. No. But if we have any male listeners, my upper mustache oh, okay, is like. Say something about your gooch or something. <laughs> please never use that word again. <laughs> My upper mustache is like sweating and I can feel it like accumulating in the hairs and it drips into your mouth a little. Ugh. Okay. It's really gross. The Anyways. high priestess is open and receptive for you to get your shit straight. Spiritual <laughs> guidance. She, I don't think she's open for it. Of course she's open for spiritual. That's her whole, that's she's, her whole thing. She, okay, so I, I'm reading it as like, like, what is she open and receptive for? Like coming into her. Spiritual guidance. And you think? I, I was gonna say to me, That's I feel too like, obvious. I'm trying to think of something to more. To me, fun. I feel like she's open to giving the spiritual guidance. I think she's open to a moonlight midnight hookup for sure. <gasps> skinny dipping. Skin- <gasps> skinny dipping oh, in a river. The high priestess would totally skinny dip, but under would. only under the full moon. Maybe a crescent. I'm fine. Maybe the crescent. I if was she was like- feeling like real excited. <laughs> yeah. But who is her skinny dipper partner? The magician. Yeah. They would totally... They uh, would totally... She totally only hangs out with him because he's hot. Yeah. And she totally thinks he's a Well, he's also really resourceful, so I think that she likes that, but at the same time, I don't think it's a long-term thing. um, Yeah. Who would the high priestess marry? like a summer love. Like, the high priestess has to marry somebody. Who does she marry? Hermit. So he stays the fuck away from her. (laughs) That is too real. So she's open and receptive for Just skinny, skinny dipping. dipping. Love that. Um, what is the Ace of Discs creating? So these are interesting the way she cho- chose yeah. to word this. I think because she really, really likes to talk about like the general energies yeah. of of the cards. Like she just loves talking about all the possibilities and aspects of what the interpretations can be. Like, when her and I start talking about cards or astrology, it, it just it can't never stop. it never stops. What is the Ace of Discs creating? I would say gifts, opportunities. I think this about all of the Aces, gifts, opportunities. Um, but I would say for the Ace of Discs, I would think resources yeah i would think stability um comfort it's like the ground layer of i was trying, I'm, I'm imagining like the ace of discs as like a person like a circular person the ace of discs has grown legs and arms okay. and he's in the shop and what's the first thing he wants to make like a first item he's creating a hammer <laughs> okay what <laughs> A dollar bill. I was um, gonna say like a house. A house. Yeah. The first. Oh, this says a lot about me. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna build a brewery. This. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. Him and the three of cups are like buddy buddies, and they're starting their own. That'd be so IPA cool. business. <laughs> oh my god, I would totally start an IPA brewery. They're calling it coins and cups. I. W- oh my god. <laughs> Stop this podcast now. I'm <laughs> running to the patent office. Um, I like the idea behind the aces as gifts and mm-hmm. opportunities because that's what they are. But when I think about them as like literal gifts, f- like free tokens They're or like, those like periods of time where all of a sudden things all of a sudden just, you have a bunch of shit. Like it's just there. Like it, one day your grandma calls you and is like, I, I have a lot of stuff. I'm either throwing it away or you can have it. Yeah, and it's like all like stuff that you've moments. needed. Yeah. Um, like or re- like you're getting like, a brand new kitchen set. Or it's like out of the blue, like a raise, or Something out of the like blue, that. you know, um, or you're looking for a house and you find three of them that are perfect so that you don't have to try and, you know, you can put place things. I don't know. It's just, I really like the aces as gifts and opportunities, which is what they are. 
But also when I read the aces, a lot of the times I've noticed that my interpretations, and I was talking to my grandma about this, come through without me trying in a narrative around the root of the element that it's associated with. Mm -hmm. For example, like if it's the Ace of Cups, um, depending on the placement or things of the reading, a lot of the times it comes through with how you're interacting with physical water in your life. Like, Mm. are you drinking enough? Or if I'm going to give you like a suggestion, like in the shower or when it's raining or when you're getting water from the tap or when you're doing dishes or laundry, like use those little bits as opportunities for you to check in with whatever the rest of the reading was about. Or those periods of time which you're reacting with those, you know, have gratitude or, you know, maybe work on, again, whatever was going on in the rest of the... Um, a lot of the times they come up for me like that, which is kind of weird, I feel like. I don't know. No? Okay, good. <laughs> like, what do you... When you're interpreting the ace in, like, a reading for yourself or for other people, like, what... Is it come up with just a lot of, For like, me, it just comes up with, like, the idea of, like, things and, like, the physical presence. And this, all of a sudden, physical things are entering your space. Or if they've already been there, they're entering your physical awareness. So what about, like, the... Then what about the Ace of Cups if it's... So, like, when the Ace of Cups appears... Or, like, appears, the Ace of Swords. That's, phys- that's not normally So, like, physical. let's say the Ace of Cups appears. Yeah. Suddenly, it could be, like, a few ways... There are emotions that have already been there, and you're just now starting to overflow, right? Yeah. Oh, they're coming to the surface. Or like this shit has been like, here, yeah. and I'm finally acknowledging now it. This is here. This is in my conscious awareness. Yeah. This is what I see. Or it's like an explosion of something that hasn't been there, right? It, it just depends. It's or it's just, like something new, something fresh. Um, but it's still new because it's new to your conscious awareness. Yeah. Kind of thing. But like, or it could be new, new. Yeah. Like you just met this person. Right, or you just... <sighs> Mine's not as beautiful and flowy as yours. <laughs> Stop. Okay, I actually can read her writing really well, but not right now. I don't know why. Ten of discs reversed. What family difficulty? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so the ten Literally, of what pentacles reversed. What's what's everyone arguing about? Yeah, like what, like what are the what's your, what's the family difficulty here? She's basically implying that the ten of discs is about, you know, family like working well together and things like that in the community. Here is the and so reversed, it would be about. family difficulty. It's the Fourth of July. My whole family is together for the first time in ages, and this okay. was a few years ago. Yeah. And somebody drank all of Grandma's Fiji water bottles. Oh, and as you guys know, shit. Fiji water bottles are like $3 a water bottle. That's bougie. Mm-hmm. It's bougie water. Oh my god. And all of a sudden, we're at, uh, we're, there is a meltdown about fire, like, or about money, and like lineage. Well, grandma should buy this water with the understanding that everyone's going to drink it. <gasps> and then, no, this is like, so like, the, because the Ten of Pentacles is very much like lineage to yeah. me, and like, uh, what you learn from each other. Yep, and, I lo- yeah, for sure. And like, the physical connections, like mom versus dad versus sister and like yeah. those actual like blood what it means yep and like that total meltdown all because of grandma's fiji water bottles <laughs> a ton of pentacles reversed <laughs> see mine goes a lot darker than that oh shit okay <laughs> i mean mine is like estrangement and Uh-oh. um maybe fighting over assets or oh, yeah. um uh, Got anything like Fiji someone's water bottle sister related? sleeping with somebody's like ex husband or you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, I mean that's all happening, but yeah, <clears throat> it, uh, the way that it plays out in my family would be through a Fiji water bottle. And like, then let's it's say like that's like the let's straw say, that yeah, broke the You're Fiji's actually back. mad that Susan is with Harold. Yeah, you're actually just gonna be like, wow, Susan, I saw that you drank all the Fijis. <laughs> oh my god, triggered. That's so funny. <laughs> so Susan. So Susan. I saw you. I see you got a taste the, for Fiji. And also, you're fucking my husband. Oh, so <laughs> I'm triggered. I, I got oh flew back. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So this is. Is this the last question? She wrote seven. Also, seven is her favorite number. So I'm cute. I thought she wrote ten, but 
Wheel of Fortune with Cancer on Ascendant. Okay. Okay. That's very specific, Grandma. Yeah, I'm really, I'm kind of confused why she did that. So in the Mother Peace Tarot, there's circular mm -hmm. cards, and yeah. the Wheel of Fortune card has the astrological signs all around it. And she always reads it, well, she reads all her cards, whether they're tilted mm -hmm. up or reversed or left or right. So she'll she'll know like the degree in which the intensity of the card is depending on which way they're tilted. Mm -hmm. But then with the Wheel of Fortune in particular, she always reads it of what's on the ascendant line as if you're reading a natal chart from mm -hmm. like astrology natal chart. Yeah. So she's that's what she's asking. She's asking how we I, would interpret. I was like, well, you never know what you're gonna get from a Cancer. So yeah, <laughs> that's very. This weird. is actually really interesting because it's Cancer season. So like yeah. the, the, the idea and stuff around Cancer season, and that's the last question. So maybe we can talk a little bit about Cancer season like after this too. But Wheel of Fortune with Cancer on the ascendant. So first of all, what would like like how would you interpret that? Just as that a question? general card, like as a general card. If you had to think about the Wheel of Fortune being someone with a Cancer Ascendant or, like, the energy, energy having, like, a Cancer Ascendant. So you your Ascendant I, is how you start things. It's what yeah. you draw in. It's the physical appearance that you can sometimes take on. Um, you know, it's how it's how you come off to people. Um, but I would say that it would be best to try and focus on, like, how you start things would be with a Cancer type of energy. Mm -hmm. So the Wheel of Fortune with Cancer Energy. Um needy haphazard oh my god <laughs> drag um, them <laughs> or they go in like really unsure i don't know if i'm gonna do this and then one day all of a sudden they're done <laughs> and they've like completed this project out of nowhere because you're like oh they're then so annoying they're yeah. so needy they're never gonna get this done oh my god leave me alone i don't want to hear about it and all of a sudden they did it yeah like very wheel of fortune like one day they're at the very bottom, like they want to die yeah. and it's your fault. And then one day, Martyr. one day they've got their degree and they couldn't have done it without you. And it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where did that come from? That's, that's cancer energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in a wheel of fortune sense, cancer energy were, oh God, there's so many things coming to mind right now. Spit them out. I'm trying not to go, like, specifically for cancers, how I would interpret it for cancers in my life. But I see... I see the Wheel of Fortune a lot of the times as luck, and not always luck. I mean, it's karma, mm -hmm. it's fate, it means, like, there's something bigger happening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the universe just, like, has to tell you, like, it is what it is, and you just have to roll with the punches. Or sometimes it's hard to interpret the Wheel of Fortune. But a lot of the times I do see it as good mm -hmm. fortune or luck depending on you just know, the how guarantee it's that life keeps going yeah but with cancer energy i feel like there's an ability there's um i feel like sometimes cancers can be very passive aggressive um or like having these expectations and if if you don't it's like a mom right mm -hmm. it's like you knew what your mom expected of you mm -hmm. and there's certain things that she didn't have to tell you you just knew were expected of you well i mean cancer is the mother sign and it's very much sometimes like that i feel like with cancer is like they just expect you to know what needs to be done and what how things are supposed to happen and then when they don't there's big issue but when they do it's all good and there's no attaboys for it for it because you're doing what you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing you know so I feel like I would interpret that as the universe's way of being like, if you do what you know needs to get done and you just stick with what's expected of you, even if you don't want to do it, there's an opportunity for like a big payout at the end. Really? You know I'm mean? thinking, well, you never know if cancer has all those expectations activated that day or not. Oh. One day they want, they, one day they have all their expectations and then yeah. one day they don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. So that's very real of fortune too, with like that idea of expectations. Or maybe you're like a Virgo come... would have very consistent expectations. They'd be like halfway up that wheel of fortune, like at all times. Oh God, my Virgo ascendant is something else. Okay. Riding the top, jumping from carriage to carriage, refusing to go down the wheel of fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Risking her life to jump from carriage to carriage. Yeah. 
spoke to spoke spoke to spoke oh she's so cute uh yeah you should totally frame that yeah i think i'm gonna put it in a shadow box i think i'm gonna put it in my journal or my 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 book of shadows bullet journal cute this nvd logo on the top of the paper is like so my childhood it's so crazy um so what's even crazier is like it just well it have i talked about the fact that we did a we had the buddy club when we were younger the buddy club yeah so my grandpa worked at the bank mbd right and um he wanted to like spend more time with us but he wanted to like teach us structure and stuff did the light just flicker I think you had a stroke for a second. No, the light definitely just flickered. Anyways. Uh, watch out for it. I swear to God, that light flickered. So, um, he asked if we could come over once a month for the body club. I was the secretary, which I fucking loved my title as secretary. Oh, okay? yeah. No, I knew I was gay because when I was five, <laughs> all I wanted was to be a secretary. <laughs> I was like, I would be the best secretary ever. I would take all of my man's calls. All my man's I, calls? I would take all of his calls. I, I'll file away all of his paperwork. I'll get him coffee. I'll make him tea. Like, okay. I, I could envision myself as a secretary. You'd make a good secretary. I knew that I would, like, if he put a stack or of receptionist, files. Or receptionist. Like, you'd make, you are. If yeah. he, like, threw files at me, I would be like, yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and file them all the way for him. Yeah, so my brother was the treasurer. Oh, these are very tra- uh, gender traditional roles. My I think they asked, and I was really into writing, so that's why I was secretary. And my brother was really into money, so he was the treasurer. But yeah, I think that we picked our own roles. Um, if it had been me and like my siblings, I would have been this like the secretary, and my sister would have definitely have tried to be the treasurer. If if we were into like the other things, like my my brother used. To- <laughs> Anyways, it was roles that I'm pretty sure we picked because my grandpa was very like mm-hmm. he was very liberal. He was very like open he would have he wouldn't have like forced us into those roles my grandpa was the president my grandma was the vice president and then when my other cousin got older she was the art director mm-hmm. so whenever we'd have holidays we had to like t- so we would open the meeting um we'd have to like raise our hand and like pretend like do we had our own handshake our own buddy club handshake and this was I, so cute by the way uh, we had to go over the minutes so i'd have to like recall the old minutes is there anything we need to re- you know talk about and then the treasurer would talk about how much money we had going into the meeting and then we would all have to bring like our pennies and nickels that we'd find in the house and we'd like count up and Zachary would have to like you know add to what we had um and we always took half of our earnings and donated it and did the other half with something else um like i don't know how when we were talking about like um Ace of Pentacles making something. Or, no, there was another podcast where we were talking about, like, the King of Pentacles and how I was like, I don't have any good money. Or when we were talking about money, I was like, I don't have anyone in my life that taught me good money. Except for this moment right Literally, I don't know how I didn't think about this. Um, But I did mention my papa was, like, the only one, really. Um, And, yeah, and so we would, like, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but the MBD pad is really where I'm going with it. It's because so, we like, really used So when you guys were those... in this little buddy club, yeah. like you guys were just like playing fake banker, basically? It wasn't playing to us. And it wasn't fake. Like, like we had real. money. We were a club. Like we, we had meetings. My grandpa made it very official. And when somebody was talking, nobody else could talk. We all sat around the table. We all had our notepads in front of us. My br- my brother that had. That would make me I feel have... important if I was that kid. I'd be like, I know. I I I work for this bank. Yeah. This is my job. Yeah. <laughs> I have a four hundred one k. Yeah, here. I was like, half of this has to go donating. Like we yeah. have to donate half of this. Um, and so when we would get X amount of money and we were going to use it for like a road trip or something, um, we had to go and donate the rest. So we would always do like canned foods to shelters or something. So I remember us going to like the grocery store. Those were good people. Well, my grandma and grandpa were good people. Like that's great to teach your kids something like that. Yeah. Um, but they always said, cause I had another cousin and they were like, we would always say, well, why can't they? be in the buddy club you can't be in the buddy club if you're still pooping in your diapers that was the rule so that's <laughs> hey, why when we started that's a rule, my yeah, opinion. exactly that's why when we started it was just my brother and i and then my cousin 
got to join and she was the art director. And her role was that any holiday that came around, um, we had to talk about like how we were going to decorate. But then my cousin got to like really decorate the whole house. Like my grandma had all of these, like, yeah, they had all these decorations, but she got to decide where they all went. If I was there, I would have been the receptionist giving the art director the stank eye. Yeah, I was I pretty wanted, bummed. I would have wanted to be both. Exactly. And then I, was I would be overwhelmed to complain that I had too much responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see why all these tasks are falling on me. Even though I really wanted yeah. both. So we would talk about, like, what are we into? What are we doing? And, like, whatever we talked about, I had to take notes. In fact, I think I was given my buddy club book and notes, and I have it somewhere, um, in like a treasure bin of like all of my notes I from the buddy see club. That. Yeah, and I I used purple pen a lot, which is funny because I literally use purple pen at work Constantly. when I'm in the meeting, and I do. That's so weird. At work, I do the notes. Really? Yes. Everyone turns to me when we get to a meeting and be like, "What are the notes from last meeting?" And I have to recall the notes. Well, last buddy club meeting. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, our handshake was like basically just twiddling our fingers. We'd go, "Buddy." Really? I wonder if yeah. they heard that ASMR. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the NBD notepad was like a big deal because we used those in the meeting and he set up these meetings because he was like big hotshot at the bank and he wanted to bring it home and like teach his grandkids about business really you or being a good mortifying always <sighs> okay so in elementary school I'm, i this is a phenomena across a lot of playgrounds because i've talked to some other adults about this yeah on the shuffle and card Basically, I don't know what possessed me to feel like I was obsessed with the idea, on top of being a receptionist, just being a shop owner of any kind. Really? And I would always open up these fake shops on the playground. Instead of playing with other kids and, like, running, I would go to, like, the monkey bar area where they had this fake shop window, right? And it was, like, enclosed. And I would lock myself in there. Oh, okay. And I would find random objects and put them out on my shop window. (laughs) Like a rock and a leaf. Like a rock and a leaf or like a piece of paper or a crayon. Or like literally anything I could find. Yeah. And I would sit in my shop patiently and people would know to come to my shop if they needed something or like they would buy something from me. Like I would, they, I would, they would give me three rocks and I would give them a crayon. <gasps> and for some reason I was dedicated to my role as shop owner. And like, let's say I couldn't work in the shop that day. <laughs> Because we were playing tag. You had to take the day off. I would like... take the day off. I wouldn't take the day off. I would ask my friend Alexa to cover my, my shift, shift. <laughs> at the shop. Oh, my God. And she would sit in there, and she would, like, have her own prices. And we would just... So, basically, what we would do is we had a hole, like, a corner. And we would dig a hole. We would bury all the goods and cover it back over with the wood chips. And the next day, we would come over and, like, unearth it and put it back on the shop Oh, my stall. God. You're a professional. I was making fun of girls that picked their knee scabs. I was, like, <laughs> no, I, opening up um, an Empire State Building. I always <laughs> wanted to be teacher. Dude, you know what's like, so that's, weird? Like, when that's people the are only like, time in my life where I was really committed to that idea of I'm a shop owner I do transactions like maybe it was like past life stuff coming through maybe because um my whole life I've always been like real artsy fartsy yeah. or like into you know receptionist I don't writing, see you wanting to like own a being shop the assistant now. to the shop owner it's you know Virgo yep like uh but something about me when I was a kid was really committed to this idea of yeah. like owning, owning your a own shop. business yeah I, I would totally own like a witchy shop now like a metaphysical shop yeah, and sell all sorts of crazy that. stuff. And I would be like really eccentric and people yeah. would come and be like, what's he up to? And I wouldn't even know. Yep. That'd be uh, real fun. I don't know why I'm yawning. It was a big day. Yeah, it was a big day. I uh, drew the two of swords. <laughs> so Get her out of here. <laughs> where did you, Where? when's the last time you felt like you were at a crossroads mentally with a decision that you've had to make and you knew that you had to make it, but... Earlier today when I wasn't sure if I should drink the Stoli cranberry. <laughs> I fucking Or if you. I should just like not drink at all. <laughs> and then... And what'd you choose? Well, I ended up pouring some of the Stoli cranberry, but I hate it. You're right. I just don't like it. I told you, it sucks. 
You tagged me in your Instagram story saying, Clemmy's Cheetos made fun of me, and then you made it look really yummy, and I was like, he's not gonna like that. It was literally, it was like one shot with club soda poured into it, because that's how I I was wondering what you mixed it with. It was just all stalling. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, it was a crazy... Wow, he's he's, he's (laughs) gonna be dead when we get home. It's a crazy Sunday. Whoa. Was the firework. (laughs) Okay, so I think we're... We're wrapping it up here. This is, we're at 50 minutes, but yeah. um, I just want to say thank you to Grandma, even though she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, that was fun. I think she was trying to give big questions so that we could talk about like yeah. the energies of the cards. It got me thinking. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to keep this forever. But uh, I, I was going to say, we went for I still don't know what the Ace a... of Discs would make. I still don't know what I think that it would make. Oh, Really? I'm still thinking about it, but go on. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we went for a walk this morning with Phoebe. We did. It was super nice. I vacuumed up a wasp. I vacuumed up a wasp. <laughs> um, I was able to get uh, birth times and information on pretty much every one of my George's family members, so I'm real excited to pull up some natal charts <laughs> on Tuesday with my grandma. Um, it's just really fun, as an astrologer, looking at family charts because there's so much, a lot of the times, that kind of twist and turn throughout the three major signs, or, like, a lot of similarities, whereas, like, maybe the mom has a Pisces sun, and then the daughter has a Pisces moon, and then mm-hmm. her daughter has a Pisces ascendant. You know, those sorts of things really do happen a lot in, fa- in, fa- in charts and stuff, in family charts. So it's really cool to pull them all up and to see kind of where they all, like, where the main energy's at. So I'm real excited about that. Anything you got going on this next week that you're pumped about? <gasps> We're going camping next weekend, and Skylar's not. So the podcast will almost absolutely be late. Like uh, even past coming... Monday? No, it'll probably be it'll probably be on, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Let's try and think of something real cool. Send us suggestions. Send us suggestions. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, if you're listening... I just realized this the other day when we were talking about supporting the podcast... Um, you can support the podcast by, uh, like doing a portion per month. And I think it's as low as a dollar a month if you'd like to support the podcast, but I believe you have to do it through the anchor app. I'm not really sure. And most of our listeners don't listen to it on the anchor platform. Mm. Um, I mean, who does use anchor? I don't know. There's a couple people that do. Um, and we do have a supporter. So thank you so much for that person for (laughs) supporting the podcast. And, uh, and for anyone who doesn't skip our ads when there is some, which right now I don't think there is, but if there is, we're trying to get to $20 so we can be that Chipotle so annoying and crunch chips in your ears for mm. an hour. <laughs> Anyways, anything else you want to say? I think we'll wrap it up. Uh-uh. I, I can't wait to see you guys again next week. We see nobody, but I can't wait to have... <laughs> can't wait to yell into the it's void again. It's a podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.